0: So good morning everyone, it's good to see you Good the of Chanukah, We're learning today, again, uh, Nishmas avram ben Moshe Yaakov, chayel kabbas Avram, and Mordechai Ben Pinchas, the parents of uh, Mosiah and Jack Delman, as well as the HaKoros HaTov to for the gift of Eretz Yisrael. We appreciate their sponsorship. So today, we, uh, we're continuing in our discussion of Shabbos through the Mizcara, through the framework of the Tefillis of Shabbos. The... Uh, Tefilis of Shabbos, and we've, what we've been doing is talking about that, which is unique to each of the stages of the Tefilis of Shabbos. Shabbos, as we've said already numerous times, every Shemana Esrei has a different content. Not usual. Every other day, Marev, Shachar, Minchar Mincha are the same, more or less. But Shabbos, Friday night we speak about the Shabbos of creation, At the Shabbos of Beresh, the Shabbos of beginning of time. Shabbos morning, we speak about the Shabbos of what we could call the middle, the midpoint of time, the turning point of time, which was the Shabbos when the Torah was given to the Jewish people. Yismach Moshe b'Matnas which is what we have as the content of the Shabbos morning tefillah, and we've spent time talking about both of those, and so now we are at the Shabbos of at uh, the tefillah of Shabbos Mincha. Ato Echad v'Simcha Echad, which Chazal tell us. Which the tour brings and it's found in many places, is corresponding to the Shabbos of the end of days, like when we say, "Inventing the Harachamun the Anchilenu, Shekulo Shabbos, <laughs> Hashem should give us a portion in the Eternal Shabbos, in the Complete Shabbos," and that's referring to the Shabbos of the end of days of the Olam Haba. Always, Chazal compare the Olam Haba to Shabbos when they say. If a person who works to cook and to prepare on Erev Shabbos will have something to eat on Shabbos, they say that not as instructions to busy homemakers. They say it as a metaphor for a person working in this world so that when the time comes, when the world to come arrives, or when we arrive in the world to come, we will have something. There's a Shabbos of the end of days, and we speak about the end of days here in this world. The Ramban famously writes, I'm sorry I'm just throwing these things at you, but there are, I think these are somewhat familiar ideas just to frame it so we can understand. Ramban writes that this, there, there's a famous tradition in Chazal that the world will last for 6,000 years. right? And then what happens? Right? So again, whether you take it literally or not, but many people take it. Many people take it literally. But those 6,000 years, Ramban writes, correspond to the six days of the week. And Shabbos is the day of rest. So there are six millennia. <laughs> we say in Tehillim, we say it in the P'suke the Zimra, a thousand years. In your day, uh, in your world, is like was like a day. So the six days of Bereshis correspond to six millennia, and the seventh, which is the day of Shabbos, corresponds to the Olam Haba, the world to come, to the days of the of the of the Mashiach. And so, when we speak about Shabbos of Yemos Hamashiach, that's the that's the focal point of the prayer of Mincha, and you know the words. What we're going to try to probe here is an understanding of the words, to understand what the presentation is of Yomos and in a sense, therefore, what the presentation is of Shabbos in that framework. The words we say are, echad echad. You are one, and your name is one. U'mi Yisrael goyechad and who is like your nation, Israel? One nation in the land that's the key phrase that's the opening phrase and that phrase is of course the clear indicator that we're talking about the end of days because as you know we say every time we finish davening, we quote a pusuk that says hashem, l-melech ar-t, hashem will be king over the whole earth by hashem hashem will be one and his name will be one so if we make the declaration you are one and your name is one we are putting ourselves in that world, in that time frame where Hashem is one and His name is one. <coughs> and that's the Asid Lovay, that's that time Hashem, which will come which will come upon us in the future. The day of Hashem Echad, Echad. And together with that, interestingly, we say that who is like Am So, who's like the Jewish people, uh, Goy Echad Bo'aretz. So I want to probe that with you. I want to probe this Hashem Echad Echad, which is our indicator of Yom HaSem and that aspect of the days of the end of days, which, which we're choosing to highlight here in this tefillah and its relationship to us, to the Jewish people, as a Goy Echad Bo'aretz, to understand better what's being said here. So let's start with the parallel which is drawn here between you are one and we are one. That's what we're saying. Hashem, you're one. And we, the Jewish people, we're also one. That's a very important parallel. It speaks of the relationship between Khal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And some of you may recall that the last time we were t- we, we were together, which wasn't last Sunday, but two two weeks ago, and we were talking about what the bris of Shabbos was was well, it's Hashem. Hashem rested, so we rest. Right? We're two halves of a whole. That's a real bris. A real covenant is if it's Hashem's Shabbos, then it's our Shabbos too. We were given the Shabbos when we unified with Hashem at Har Sinai. Listen to how the Gemara says it in such a magnificent way. This is a passage in the Gemara in Maseches Brachos, where the Gemara speaks about Tfillin. And uh, the Gemara says that uh, HaKodesh Baruch Hu wears tefillin. Okay? Tafvav HaMudal, Masachas HaZbrachas, whatever that means, right? Figurative. HaKodesh Baruch Hu wears tefillin. And the Gemara brings a pasuk, B'izraya Uzay Eilu Tefillin. As it says, Hashem Oiz la Says the Gemara, how do you know that tefillin is referred to as Oiz, as strength? Because it says... When the nations of the world will see the name of Hashem, Nikro Alecha, the name of Hashem, read upon you, which Chazal say refers to the tefillin, which have the shin and all the letters of Hashem's name are indicated in the tefillin. And we wear the tefillin is filled with the names of Hashem, it's kodesh, filled with the names of Hashem, we wear it upon us, that will fill them with yirah, will fill them with reverence, with ah, fear of the Jewish people. That's always that strength. And the Gemara says, I have a question. What does it say in Hashem's tefillin? Tefillin aren't just the boxes. It's all that you see. But the essence of the tefillin is what's written inside. And you heard about the fellow who had someone put up his mezuzahs? Yeah. And he said, you did everything okay. He said, yeah, I did fine. I put them up. That little piece, piece of paper with the instructions I threw out, but I put, up the, I put up the case. Right? You know, the essence of it is what's inside. What's inside the tefillin that we that we, we wear that, 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 that Jewish men wear? There are four parshias, four paragraphs from the Torah. Shema Yisrael HaShem Lekeinu HaShem Echad is the first one. like Mezuzah. Dechveisna HaShem Lekeinu. HaShem is our God. HaShem is one. V'hoyem Shema Yitishma Al-Mitzvay which speaks about HaShem's total control of the world, reward and punishment, rain or drought, depending on our connection to HaShem. And then the two parashios about Yitzias Mitzrayim from the end of Parshas book, Kadeh Shlikor B'chor, V'hoyekiviyacha HaShem remembering Yitzias Mitzrayim, remembering Kedushas HaZbuchor, in all of those parashios it said it should be on us. Core expressions of our faith in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, whether referring to events, whether referring to Hashem's power, referring to Hashem's uniqueness, Hashem Hashem achad. But Hashem's going to wear tefillin that talk about Himself. The Gemara doesn't believe it. Right? When we wear tefillin, we're binding ourselves to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And we put all these words, all these statements about Hashem and His greatness and His presence and his role. We we, we tie that on to ourselves. You know that line, Vayrastihli li Mishpat, li that's um, a pasuk in the navi, You will be betrothed to me, bound to me. Forever with justice and kindness. You'll see it sometimes on 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 jewelry, which 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 men give to their wives. You'll see it on wedding invitations. You know that when a man finishes wrapping his tefillin around his fingers, right, the last part of the tefillin. First we put around our on our arm and wrap it up to here, and we put it on the head, and then we go back and we literally like rings around our fingers. We wrap the tefillin three times around the fingers, and the first time we say, and the second time, and the third time, it's the bond, the absolute bond between the person and our Kodesh Baruch Hu. So it makes sense that these boxes which contain within them our description of HaKodesh Baruch Hu, our faith in HaKodesh Baruch Hu, our recognition of HaKodesh Baruch Hu. We're tying that onto ourselves, but it's meaningless to even speak metaphorically about Hashem tying himself to himself. What would make sense would be that HaKodesh Baruch Hu would have tefillin that are about us, and that's what the Gemara says. What does it say in the tefillin of HaKodesh Baruch Hu? Omar lei, umi amcha Yisrael goyechot ba'aretz. In Art and it says, Hashem Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. And in Hashem's and he says, the Jewish people are one. Isn't that gorgeous? We could just stop. Yeah. Right? Isn't that gorgeous? Mm-hmm. That's the bond. of Vakadosh Baruch Hu so Hashem speaks. And the Gemara goes on to speak. Okay, so that takes care of one box. What about the other boxes? Right? Does Hashem take pride in the Jewish people? Yes, the Gemara says, yes. The same way we declare Hashem as ours, he declares us as his. But that's the tefillahs minuchah. echad v'shimcha echad. You are one and your name is one. On Hashem's side, umikamcha yisroch geechad words. And it's perfect. One to one. One to one. You know, Chazal point out, and I just mentioned this quickly, that in the Pesach it says, echad hoya Avram. Avram was one. Avram was the core. Hashem established a relationship with Avram, who was called one. And then he established, he grew that relationship with Avram's descendants, us who we are called One. Because one to one matches. The one of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the unity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, matches with the unity of Am Yisrael. And when we speak about Yemos Mashiach, which is the day of that ultimate unity between Klay Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the day of redemption, this is what we invoke. He's one, his name is one, and we are one. But what is all this unity or oneness or whatever you want to call it, what does what what this one mean? So let's start with the unity of HaKodesh Baruch. And we'll start with a passage in the Gemara, a classic and Im- very, very important passage in the Gemara. It's Nun 50a in Maseches Psochim, where the Gemara reads this pasuk that says that on that day Hashem will be the king over the earth, and on that day Hashem will be one and his name will be one. And the Gemara asks, on that day? And now Hashem isn't one? <laughs> now He isn't one? He said, Kriya Shema. shema Hashem Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. We say that today. <laughs> Why does the Gemara say, On that day Hashem will be one? So listen to what the Gemara says. haba. It is not like this world, the world to come. Okay, this I'm just translating it literally. Of course, in English we would say it the other way around. The world to come is not like this world. <speaking in> Ha'olam <Hebrew> in this world, al Aimer, baruch When one hears good news, there's a bracha, and what's the bracha? Blessed are you, Hashem, who is good and grants good. <speaking in> baruch <Hebrew> On really good personal news, where a person feels real personal joy, they say baruch ato Hashem melech on bad news, One says, "Blessed are you, Hashem, the Judge of Truth." Two different brachas, two different experiences. Is Hashem one? There's Hashem, the benevolent, and Hashem, the Judge, Hashem that giveth. And Hashem that taketh away. Two different pictures, two different descriptions. How do you describe Hashem? Is he a Taiva Meitiv or is he a Dianamis? Depends when. Sometimes you describe him as a Taiva Meitiv, and sometimes you describe him as a Dianamis. That's not one. In the world to come, you're only going to say that Hashem is good you're only going to say Hashem is good. In the world to come, it's only going to be only good. That's what we mean, on that day, Hashem will be one, and His name will be one. Rashi says, no bad news in that world. There's no bad news in that world. It's the everything is good. So you get it? That's why in our world, people look at Hashem. We sometimes we look at Hashem differently. It depends, you know, what have he what has he done for us lately? Sometimes we look at him with his goodness, 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 and sometimes we look at him. We say, look, you know, the Rosh Hashem knows what he's doing, and you know, we have a tight-lipped response to what's uh, to what's going on. Now, yes, there is a Gemara later in Maseches Brachos in Maseches Brachos where it actually prescribes these brachas. And it says, a famous statement, that the same way one makes a bracha on the taiva, so they're supposed to make a bracha on the ra. What do you mean the same way? It's a different bracha. Besimcha, in your heart, you should accept it the same way. You're not supposed to say the same thing. You're supposed to say something different, but you're supposed to be macabre, them both besimcha, with joy. But we experience them differently. We experience them differently. Person isn't supposed to laugh at Soros, you know. There, You know, there's this song on one of these children's tapes. You know, hey, guess what happened? I got a bike for my birthday, and then it got stolen. Gahm zula you know. You know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, you know, fantastic. It's not. That's called. That's called Surin mm-hmm. That's called ignoring the fact that the rabbanim was trying to send you something. A person's supposed to accept difficulty with sobriety, but in the end, of course, it does mean that we look at the rabbi Nishal, sometimes this way and sometimes that way it's a very frank gemara and then the gemara says and his name will be one now his name isn't one now his name isn't one says the gemara yes today you know we spell hashem's name one way but we don't pronounce it that way that spelling, the real spelling of Hashem's name, a yud and a hey and then a vav and then a He, we never say that. We pronounce it as if we were saying aleph dalid nun yud. Right? That's the way we do it. We write it one way and we say it another way. His name is not one. But in Oilam Abba, the way we say it, that's the way it will be the way, the way it is written. And of course, where do we have a taste of that? Where did they say the name of Hashem? Mefurash, yotzei Mi kohen gadol. In the Beis HaMikdash, a taste of the Olam Haba, they would, na- they would say the name of Hashem explicitly. And that's why we fall on our face when we speak about that on Yom Kippur, Hashem, that's when we bow down, we recall that the name of Hashem was mentioned there. So we can't say it, but it's written, quiet. And in a certain sense, I will just mention briefly that in a certain sense that's like what Chazal say. You say two different things. You say, "hatayva v'ameitev for good things and Rahman al one who has a difficult thing, would say, Dayan ha'emes. But in their heart, it's the same. They're supposed to be m'kallot b'simcha, but they see two different manifestations. And that's like, you know, when you see it, you, you can't say the same words. You can't say One cannot say Atev Metiv on a difficult event. But one feels it. You know, when what you see on the page is different than what you're able to say. Okay, we won't dwell on that. But what the Gemara is speaking about is that in our world we see things sort of like all over the place. And we have a hard time putting it together. Life sometimes feels like a yo-yo between wonderful things and terrible things, things that inspire faith, things that test faith. In Olam Haba, it's all together. Now, some of you may recall that the second time we got together here to talk, we spoke about the Tefillah of Shabbos, which was David HaMelech's Tefillah, Miz Marshir Liayim Shabbas. Maybe it's even has earlier roots than David al Chazal treated to Adam Arishein, Mizmar Shuliam Hashabbos, and we spoke about how that Psalm of Shabbos is surprising in its content. It's so theological about when bad things happen to good people, right? You see, Bifreich Rishoyim Kmoyesa Vayotzitzu The Rishoyim they sprout up, sprout up like the grass. They flourish. They blossom, but it's only for now. They're going to be destroyed in the end. And the tzaddikim, who seem to struggle in this world, they're like the palm tree. It takes a long time for it to grow. But in the end, wow, it's a tamar. It's a big, fruit-bearing, free tree. In their old age, they produce beautiful, beautiful fruits. And we talked about why it is that on Shabbos we're talking about this about this thing about explaining when bad things happen to good people. And the idea is because what it, what it is saying is, you know, there's the world of work, and then there's the end. And in the end is where the real action is, and that's really what Shabbos is. Shabbos is the end point. Shabbos is when you see the final word. We talk about how a person can't really believe in God if they don't believe in a world to come. How could it? You know, what happens here, you, you, you can only make sense of it if it's a world of work that in a different world you're going to see the real picture, in a future you're going to see the real picture, that's part of that theological vision, which is Shabbos, which is the same for us in a very narrow way, admittedly in a very narrow way, when we just go through Shabbos, you know, you work all week, you work all week for what, for what, for what, for what, for what, you know, when you have like a Shabbos, you could say, okay, you know, something, it gave me something, it gave me something. I arrived at something. I worked, but I, I got something. I was able to taste some sense of being instead of just the doing all the time. In a sense, we get a little bit of this flavor here. On that, day, Hashem will be one, and His name will be one. Right? Those questions, those difficulties that this world is characterized by. We see good things, but we see bad things. You come to the end, then somehow... You see, only atav ametiv, only the good, only good, but there's, a, there's an added piece to it. There's an added piece to it that we need to consider. On the sixth day of creation, the last day of active creation of the world, there's a unique expression. It seems to be taken off from other expressions which we had earlier. So in that sense, not utterly unique. On the first day, Hashem created the light. And what does it say? And he saw, ki that it was good. And with the exception of the second day, every day, what he created, he said, he saw that it was good, that it was good, that it was good. On the sixth day, he created the animals. And it says, Vayar lekim ki and he saw that it was good. And then it says that he created man. And we created man, and he said, and you i giving the whole world into your hands. And then it says, HaShem saw everything that he had made. and behold, It was, how do we translate that? Very good. Very good. And it was the evening, it was the morning game, HaShish. HaShem saw... All that he had made, and behold, it was Taifmaid. So you see one thing, you say it's good. You see everything, you say it's very good. That's the simple shot in the Pasuk. I want you to hear what the Ramban says on this Pasuk, and Ramban's explanation of a medrash which sort of makes you shake. It's a medrash which makes you shake. You'll, I'll tell you the matters you'll you'll tell me if I'm wrong at the end I will note the Ramban says the the, the, the that um, I'm sorry no uh, at the end the Ramban says that it says this about man because man is so special so it says Taiv might very very good the Ramban starts, what? Well, not the same yes, 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 correct. Correct, that's, that's written. It's a, you're, you're correct that it's, it's written that way. The, the, the Ramban writes as follows: Ma'id is kitam ribui. Ribui means a lot, like we say very, you know, very much. And why does it say taif ma'id? because it's speaking about everything. The imotay rabik and there, when you look at everything, there are some parts which are bad. Veomar ki taif ma'aid ma'aidi and so he says. So it says taif ma'aid is that it's it's mostly good. Vezehu mamar bebreishis raba. And this is what it says in Bereshit's Rabbah, V'hinei t'ev ma'aid, V'hinei Tav ma'ves. And behold, death was good. The Medrash says there that in the Torah of Rabbi Meir, it said, V'hinei Tav ma'ves. And behold, death was good. Not t'ev very good, but good death. What does that mean? So what the Ramban, the Ramban speaks here cryptically, what the Ramban seems to be saying, and you see this in others who go on with the Ramban, is that you know, what could be worse than death? Death is really the model of that which is bad. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Adam... You know, I'm putting you here in paradise, and everything's fantastic and wonderful. There's one thing you shouldn't do, and if you do that one thing, what happens? Death. Right? We have that something called tumah, impurity, which is like the opposite of what we would want in the world. What is the granddaddy of all tumos? What's aviavos hatuma Is a mace, a corpse. Right? Death isn't good. No, v'hinei tayv It's good. What does that mean? Says the Ramban, when you look at the whole, then you see the place of the bad, quote unquote. That when it is by itself, it is. It's Ra by itself. It's an event which in isolation is Ra. But when you see it as part of the whole, Then you start to understand why it is good. This is a concept which is all over the place. And I'm going to bring you an example of it just as a little bit of a flag for where we have to go on the flip side. See, let me let me again let's let's clarify here before we before before we take that step. We have this concept. We go through things in this world. Sometimes the things we experience are good and pleasant and we acknowledge them as such. And sometimes, son, things are difficult and we acknowledge them as such. We accept that they're from the Rabbanu Shalelam. We accept that HaKadosh Baruch Hu does things truthfully. But we don't see them as good. It's an event which is experienced now and it's difficult. It's painful. Right? A, a, a dynamis is something a person says lo yalein, when they lose a relative. They don't experience that as good there's not avelus mourning because they feel good it doesn't feel good it's a a big gaping void which has been created in a person's life they say diana ms they don't say ruben you're bad they don't say you know how did this you know you know they don't speak in anger but they say ruben i accept it for some reason you have to have these bad things in the world good things must come to an end i accept it that's what the person that's what the person says that's the way they experience it but there's such a thing says the ramban that when you will see the whole you'll see that even that so-called difficult step is also Part of the goodness which HaKadosh Baruch created in the world. As a simple example, we could take the prime example. Why did death come into the world when Adam made from the eight Hadas? So, this is really, really ridiculous for me to try to explain in a minute as an aside. Totally ridiculous. Okay, but you'll indulge me, Hanukkah, Purim, you know, whatever it is, you know, it was just it was totally ridiculous. But the idea is, as I said, in, in all sources, originally man was so great as he was, and he was able, his, his body and soul were all refined and shining and great and able to be there with the rabbinical, but when man ate from the Yetz hadas and he started indulging his physical desires, right, the body became a barrier, a barrier to greatness, a barrier to connection to Hashem. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, the only way that you're going to be able to have a real spiritual connection is if you shed this body as you know it. Then you understand, the soul goes up and, and is able to connect Hashem in the world. And ultimately, the body will be reconstructed in a purer sense at the time of Tzchiyas HaMesim and we'll be back to that kind of physical existence in Gan Eden that Adam HaRishon had. So death is a necessary step to the ultimate goodness, but who sees that now? You don't see that now. When you have the call, Asher Asa, then you could say Taiv Ma'aid, including Mavis, and that's in a sense in the world to come. It's not the, just that, oh, well, everything's going to be wonderful tidings, wonderful news. That is true, it, that is true. But you understand, and we all understand that when that happens, we're going to be saying Taiva Metiv not just for the new news that comes to us in the Elam but we'll be saying, Oh, that, hatoi v'ameitiv. That, that, which was so hard, hatoi v'ameitiv. Now I get it. Now I get it. As the Chassam Cypher famously said, "Urisem es achayrei uponai loyero." You can't see ahead When you look at it in front of you, in the rear view mirror, you'll be able to see what I was doing. When you could see the whole picture, when you see the whole picture, es kol And I understand when it says es kol at the end of the sixth day, the next words are vayer vayvekiem ashishi va'yechulu hashamayim va'oretz. Shabbos is the coil. Shabbos is the kliel. Shabbos is now it's all together, and that's what makes the bad into good. Let me bring you an example of this from the other side of the coin. What's the other side of the coin? If this is Hashem echad. And the ultimate revelation of Hashem Echot is that Hashem is behind everything in the world and it's all part of Hashem, the, the essence of goodness, who created the world just to give and everything which He gives us, the stuff which tastes sweet and loyaleinu, the, the stuff which tastes bitter, it's all part of the same. It's all part of the same Rabbi Enesha It's all part of what makes the thing sweet. There's something called Kitoris. The khatirus is the heavenly aroma, the ultimate. You, it's not for us to discuss here so much today, but in a sense, it's the ultimate service in the Beis Hamikdash, the incense, the fragrant incense which was offered inside the building. You understand? We didn't do. We didn't offer anything. Ta'kadosh Baruch Hu inside the building on a daily basis. It was all outside in the courtyard. We went in to offer the khatirus. And on Yom Kippur, when we went in, even for the Corbonis, we went into a holy of holies to offer the Keteris. About the Levim, it says, "Yasimu The Keteris is holy beyond holy. There are 11 ingredients to the Keteris. Yod samani ha Pito Pitum ha-Keteris right? people say it, some people say it. And the Siddur of Ashkenaz is to say it only on Shabbos. Fascinatingly. There's a practical reason for it. I would be taking too much poetic license to say that it's based on what we're discussing here, although it's tempting. The practical reason for it is because it says about the misa. If it's missing one ingredient, there's a death penalty. And so, when you say the formula for ktyrus, which is what we say thing as if we're doing it, you have to say it right. And they knew that on weekdays, people are running, and, like, bzz, 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 and they might not say all the ingredients. On Shabbos, we say at the end of davening, "Kolikeno," Kidd, kiddush wasn't invented yet, I guess, it's right? But right? Right? They, 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 they say it nice and slowly. They read it from a sitter. So you're not mechas, you're supposed to, uh, pizza maktaris is something a person shouldn't say by heart. If, even if they're hearts. You want to make sure you get all the all the ingredients down. It has 11 ingredients. One of the ingredients is chelbana. What's chelbana? Chelbana is, it has a smell like sulfur, which is the most foul-smelling thing around, but it's mixed in with the ktyris. and mixed in with the ktyris, it's part of that, that chemical reaction makes the amazing smell of the kteiris, by itself, it's horrible, as part of the whole, it's amazing, and it's not that the kteiris is good despite the fact that it has chelbana in it, it's good... Because it has the Chelpana in it. And you know what the Gemara says that that is a metaphor for? It says that any Tanis Tzibur, any time the Jewish people get together to pray, and they don't have with them Paishe Yisrael, they don't have with them sinners of the Jewish people, it's not effective. On Yom Kippur, the ultimate Tanis Tzibur for prayer, what are the first words we say on Yom Kippur? It's okay to pray with sinners. It's more than okay. Right? So some would say maybe that's why it's the 11th. You don't want to count them for the minion. Not, not so humorous. You have to have a critical mass and absorb and absorb it. But what's it saying? Leave that person by himself? Not good. Bad. Bad. Put it together as part of the whole? Fantastic. And fundamentally, that's a big part of who's like your Jewish people, a single nation in the world. There was a man named Yaakov avino Yaakov Avinu, important person for all kinds of reasons. (laughs) It's kind of funny for me to say it that way. I'm sorry, right? Yaakov Avinu is critical in Chazal's depiction of things. Yaakov Avinu was the one who finished the work of the Avais, bringing us back to the way we were before the Chet. There was a man named Adam Arishain. He was perfect until he made himself imperfect. And he made all of humankind imperfect. And we got chased out of Gamed. And there was a man who came along, and his name was Avram. And Avram said, I want back. I want to get back to where we were. And he started the process, says the Gemara. we But he didn't finish it. He, there was still corruption in Avram Avinu. What's the proof, says the Gemara? He had a child named Ishmael. Don't blame Ishmael on Hagar alone. It's also because she was from Avram. Avram wasn't perfect yet. And then Yitzchak came and he continued the process of refinement. But it wasn't perfect either. How do we know? Esav. Yaakov avinu cleared us of the corruption of the Chet. Because, and we see it because of the fact that, mitosai shleima, All of his children remain part of the Jewish people. Yesterday we read Parshas Yeshev where that got tested a little bit. But you understand, that's why Yaakov Avinu was so dedicated, was so, Rashi says, the reason why he was grieving so horribly over Yosef wasn't just because he was particularly attached to Yosef. But Rashi says because he knew that if any one of his children would be ultimately excluded, that meant that he wasn't Yaakov Avinu. For Yaakov Avinu, it had to be all of his children included. And if one of his children would die before him that meant that Yaakov you know, didn't have, didn't not everything that came from him would be one. When Yaakov Avinu left his father's house, So what did he do? He was going off. He was going off to get married. So he took from the stones of the place and he placed them by his head, and everybody knows the chazal, right? They they fused into one. Then it says he took the stone that he placed by his head. So Rashi brings us part of the medrash. You know what the Medrash says is that Yaakov Avino said I'm taking 12 stones because I know, everybody knows that the Jewish people are going to be comprised of 12 shvatim. And the question is whether I'm going to be the one to produce them. So if I take these 12 stones and they fuse together and become one then I know that it's me. Everyone has to be a part of it. Everyone has to be a part of it. They were all tzaddikim. They were all tzaddikim. Did they always act like tzaddikim? And the truth of the matter is that from Yaakov Avina we have a rule. And that rule is that Yisrael, (laughs) Afal Pishachata who a Jew, even if he sins, remains a Yisrael. That wasn't true before. From Yaakov, Inu, and on, yes, the, the Shvatim were tzaddikim. The Shvatim gathered around Yaakov of bed, and what did they say? Shema Yisrael, listen, Yaakov, Hashem alekenu, Hashem echad. You're worried that we're somehow... Not all with the program. We're all with the program. We all believe in Hashem Echad. But the rule is shleima. You know, Rav Hotner had a beautiful, beautiful pisgam, he said. He said, Avram, you know, it's Yiddish. Avram Vino is the Erste Gevorener. Avram Vino was the first one to become a Jew. Yitzchok is the Erste gebiriner. Yitzchok was the first one to be born a Jew. The first F-F-B. <laughs> Yaakov Avinu is the erste Farfalliner. Yaakov Avinu was the first one who could never rid himself of being a Jew. Yaakov Avinu is forever. And the children of Yaakov Avinu, that's why, that's why they all stay as part. That's the flip side of Mika Amcha Yisrael the unified nation in the land is that you look at them and you'll see good and you'll see bad because there are such things as Pesha Yisrael. There is such things as sin and negative things and negative things which are done by people in the Jewish people. But they're all part. They're all part. Goyeched just like Hashem is one and the Ra and the T'ev is all part of a whole. It's the same thing when it comes when it comes to the to the Jewish people. <laughs> we all understand that the ultimate Geula is coming as part of a process of tshuva. In El The bad turns to good. elio Anavi will restore the hearts of the sons to the fathers and the fathers to the sons, bringing together. That's the magnificent vision of the future. All becomes part of it. Uvo Beretz Ashur And that day, those who were lost will come and will be restored. Every part of it is part of the picture. I don't remember, honestly, if I shared this with you on that second week when we learned Mizmarshul Yem HaShabbos. I don't remember sharing it with you. I should have. And if I did, then, Baruch Hashem, I did what I should have, and I'm repeating it again. Maybe I did say it. I did say it. Where's that pasuk from? That pasuk is from Barchi The 104th Psalm. We say it on Rosh Chaydesh. It's a description of all of creation. You go through Barchi you see a full description of creation. And you say, Hashem... Marabu Hashem. Now you say, "Oh, really? I, I don't know Rashi so well." You know it also because you say it every morning in the in the Kriyashma. Marabu masach Hashem kulam b'chamasis is part of the bracha Rishona, the first bracha of Kriyashma, where we speak about creation and the light and the darkness. So, what's the language that we say? Hamir Lord Marabu Hashem kulam On Shabbos. We don't say hameir. What do we say? We say hakol. Interestingly, hakol yiducha, hakol yishab chulcha, hakol yam, hakol, 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 hakol. Okay, Shabbos, the day of korel asher asa And what do we say? We don't say marab masech Hashem. Instead, we say magodlu masech Hashem. That's a pasuk from Ismar Shirli Yom Hashabbos. Magodlu masech Hashem. What's the difference between rabu? And Godlo. Rabu is how many are your hand, are your are the things you make, Hashem? Magalhamasek Hashem is how great is your handiwork, Hashem. The difference between many and great is many are many. Great is one. Of Hutner's a of Racha said, that's Shabbos. Shabbos is when the many become one. When all the different directions that you went in, all the different things that you did, come together for its purpose, for its kol, for its tachlis. I'm sure we said it back then. It all comes together, and by the way, I think that's why it's beautiful. That's why the nusach of the brach of Shabbos is hakol yeducha, va'kol hakol hakol, hakol, hakol. And by the way, who's that speaking with? That's speaking with everybody, everybody. Everybody comes together to acknowledge the rabbinah shalom. We're moving from the many all over the place to bringing together. Remember, what was the difference between Esav and Yaakov? Esav said, Yeshli Rav, I have tons of things. Yaakov Avinu said, Yeshli koil, I have everything. I have whole. Esav's just running after this and running after that. Yaakov is about wholeness, purpose, Echad. By the way, you know what the word Echad is comprised of. It's written in very early sources. Aleph, Yaakov Avino, Ches, his eight sons from Rachel and Leah, and Dalet, his four sons from Bila and Zilpah. The unity of Chal Yisrael is Echad. Israel Yisrael We have to understand that the same way there is an internal unity in the Rabbein there is an internal unity in Klal Yisrael. The internal unity in the Rabbein expresses itself in everything which he does, and there's an internal unity in Klal Yisrael, which is the idea that everyone is to be part of it. And that's what we look forward to in Yemais HaMashiach. Yemais HaMashiach isn't just that we'll have great stuff on the outside, That, hey, great, we'll be back in Eretz Yisrael. Nobody's going to go to war against us. And we won't have to work so hard to have the things from our grapevine and from our palm tree and so on and so forth. It's all nice stuff. But you know what we pray for always when we pray for Geula? And anybody who thinks about it, thinks about this, right? The first... Prayer for Geula is the to bring us together. We bent Shav Shidis yesterday. who did miracles for our forefathers and redeemed us from slavery to freedom. He'll bring together all those who are spread out from the four corners of the earth. The unity of the Jewish people, and, and tell me, like that, that's people people want the Great Reunion. They want the Great Reunion with those who aren't here anymore because they're in another world, or they want the great reunion with those who aren't here anymore because they've chosen a very, very different path. And that's Mikha Amhisoga. No one is, is gone. It's, it's the unity of the whole. And, of course, this helps us to understand the language of the continuation of the paragraph. Oh, we say, Whatever that means, maybe we'll talk about it some other time. The crowning glory, the beautiful beauty of the Shabbos. And then we say, Avraham Yogel Yitzchok Yoranein Avram will rejoice. Yitzchak will sing, Yaakov uvonav yanuchuvai. Yaakov and his sons will rest on the Shabbos. Avram will quell. Yitzchak will join him. But it's going to be because there's a Yaakov uvonav. Because there's Yaakov and all of his children all there gathered around together. Yaakov uvonav That's the way it works. That's the ultimate picture, Shabbos. <clears throat> Shabbos brings the Rabbanu together, brings the world together, brings Kal Yisrael together. Ata <inaudible> echad, so I want to just try to close this, bring this together with one more point. How does Shabbos do it? I understand that the end of days does it. Okay, that's part of what our Kodesh Baruch is going to do. he'll bring us all together. He'll reveal to us. How does Shabbos, how did yesterday do it? How is Hayyem Rishon the Shabbos, how six days from now, how is that going to do it? It, it? it won't do it simply. It won't do it simply. It's not. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, you know, magically bring ever together. You know, pushing so and everything else. But it is the, it is the magic of Shabbos that does it. <clears throat> so maybe what I'm about to say is 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 too simplistic. And if it is, I'm sorry. But what we know about Shabbos is that Shabbos was the day when Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't add to the structure of the world. It was a day when He added to the meaning and the purpose of the world. The opposite. Let's stop building let's stop creating more material structures and instead let's infuse it with bracha, with kedusha, with understanding, with ma'ar of shaladam, like we said last time, like the medrash says, where the person's face is illuminated because of the greater understanding and appreciation that we have as a result of Shabbos. You know, the bringing together purpose to understand when we're existing within the rat race of a material world, it's much harder to make sense of challenging things than when we're focused on the world of meaning. It's harder. It's still hard. a, A Shabbos of meaning doesn't answer every one of our philosophical questions. It doesn't help us come to grips with every difficult thing that happens to every good person. It doesn't solve it. But it gives the framework for solving it. It gives the framework for solving it because it's the world isn't just about it's, about. it's about something else. There's a famous explanation from the Balatanya. In the Gemara it tells a story that all of you know about the person who came to Hillel first to Shammai, then to Hillel. He wanted to learn the Torah while standing on one foot. Shammai rejected him. Hillel brought him in. He said, What you despise, don't do to your friend. A version of a hafta He says, that's the Torah. Everything else is Perusha. Everything else is the commentary on the Torah. Zil gemar. go and learn it. Zehu kolatirakula. Idach perusha Gemar. Everything else is commentary. So, what does it mean that everything else is commentary? Really? Pesach, hilchas Pesach is a commentary on vahftal Recha kamocha. No cynical comments about that, please. Right? You know, kashrus is again. You could say all the mitzvahs bein adam lechavei rei are an expansion on behalf of the But the Torah isn't just Mitzvah bein Adam it's also mitzvahs bein Adam it's also religious laws. Interpersonal laws, I can understand, you could say they're all somehow under the rubric of a Haftal Re'acha Kamecha. So this is an old question. What does he mean? Rashi has an answer, he says, there's such a thing as being a Menshlich to the Rabbanu Shalom too. Rabbanu Shalom is our oldest friend that we ever had. He's been a friend of our family for generations. He just asks a few things of us, we should, we should respond to them. If, you, if you're a mensch, you're a mensch to the Rabbeinah Shiloham. That's what Rashi says. But the Balatanya said something else. And what the Balatanya said was, Laftaloyach HaKamecha says, Love your fellow man like yourself. And that's a tall order. It's a tall order. You know, we even have the same Rabbi Akiva, who used to sing the praises, said, you know, you know, your life comes before somebody else. But said the tanya the following. He said, you know, we are bodies and souls, and bodies are separate from each other. All physical things are separate from each other. This chair is separate from this table. This end of the table is separate from that end of the table. Maybe they're linked, but, you know, this is here and this is there. I could... Bang this and make a scratch on this, and nothing will happen to this. In the world of the spiritual, there is no separation. Just think of it like when we speak about ruach, we speak about like the air. Okay, here's this piece of air and that piece of air. You don't divide it; it's all one. In the world of ruach, there is only one. It's the physical world where there's division. What's the first letter of the Torah? Bays, Beresh. Why? Because it's a description of the creation of the physical world. The physical world is all about multiples, pluralities. In the beginning, Hashem created the heaven and the earth, the light and the darkness. and All of these divisions. What's the first letter? Right? The matter says Aleph was very upset that he was passed by for opening the Torah. Quote unquote. So Hashem said, don't worry. You'll get your day. What was the day? The first words of Hashem when He gave the Torah start with an Aleph. Why? Because that's not creating the physical world. That's bringing the Spirit into the world. That's the Shabbos when the Torah was given to the, to, 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 to the world. That's Aleph. Because in the world of the Spirit, there is no division. There is no division. In material pursuits, there are always divisions. Even if I will get a partner and we're gonna work together in order to succeed in having something materially, for today, we're working to have something. We realize we could build a house together and it'll be a great house. And we're together on building the house. But then, I'm gonna want the room with the better air conditioning than he's gonna want. We're all gonna end up to be divided physically. But when people are unified for a purpose of the spirit, when the world is a world of the spirit, in the world of a spirit, there is no division. When it says Hashem Echad, Hashem is one, it's because Hashem is, and I go, if the Rambam puts those two principles together, Hashem is one, Hashem is not physical. If he was physical, he, wouldn't be, he would be more than one. Said the Balatanya, to fulfill the Haftal Re'ach you have to be a creature of the soul. You have to be a spiritual person in our vernacular. You have to be a person who's driven, motivated, defined by the neshama that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in you. Then you could view the next person as yourself. As long as you're grounded in your physical being, you can't be. And that's the entirety of the Torah. The entirety of the Torah, the interpersonal and the religious is all about making ourselves Creatures of the soul, not creatures of the flesh. Creatures of meaning. Creatures of Shabbos. Creatures of Shabbos. People who are Paisha Yisrael, who turn away. It's not because of the Spirit. Because of the Spirit. Yom Kippur is the day of tshuva. There's a reason why we do what we do on Yom Kippur to be the the day of tshuva and the day, by the way, of the ultimate shalom. It's written all over in Chazalsk. Yom Kippur is the day of the ultimate peace between people. That's why you have to ask Mechila before. It's a day when we stand together like one. It's a day when we neglect all physical things and we focus only on the Spirit. So Shabbos isn't that. Exactly. But it's there that we find the Chod. It's there that we find the Chod. It's there that everyone will ultimately Hashem, be unified. And we have to understand that even those who are today far, theirs is a piece of that spirit. And the Ruach of K'al Yisrael, G'yech will only be complete with their peace. It will only be complete with their peace. Kol. Holness <laughs> HaTor. Echot. Shimcha Echot. M'k'amcha Yisroh It's when we look at little pieces that we have problems. And unfortunately, we're human beings. That's all we look at. We look at little pieces. I'll tell you just something... That I saw was such a, such a brilliant, brilliant thing. My Rav, Rav says, Shapiro said he says, he says that's what it means to be a gottel. You know there are people, somebody's a rav, and then there's a guddle. What's the difference between a rav and a gottel? Rav is Marabu. He knows a lot of this, and he knows a lot of that. He knows a lot of Tyre, he knows a lot of Gomorrah, he knows a lot of halachas. he knows a lot of things. What is a Godel is when it, it all comes together. All comes together in one. All comes together in one. That is Shabbos. Magobu Masach Hashem. Magobu masach Hashem. To broaden the vision. To see the whole thing. Bayechul HaShemayim V'Horetz. And you might say, Mashiach, well, we're going to see it. We're going to see it from 30,000 feet. We'll just have this amazing view of At HaEchad uh, V'Shimcha Echad and we come to That's the last point of Shabbos. Okay. Have a good day and have a wonderful Chanukah. wonderful Chanukah. <laughs> Next week, I think